turn. Alright, take him. Take him. It's a nice buck. Take him. Heck yeah, buddy. Awesome shot. He's going down. Welcome to the Hunt and Fish Network podcast. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of the Hunt and Fish Network podcast. I'm your host, Ed Woolley, a.k.a. Mr. Mealy Tines, and this is episode five. Got my buddy Darren Bybee from Clear Creek hunting on today. How's it going, man? Good. Heck yeah, dude. So usually on when I start this off, I have uh, you guys do a little little introduction for all the uh, listeners. Yeah, so just like you said, uh, my name is Darren Bybee. I'm with Clear Creek Hunting. Um, born and raised in Utah. Been doing a lot of Utah Utah hunting growing up. Um, just me and my dad with Clear Creek Hunting. So getting things going, just growing, trying to get the name out there. So looking forward to this upcoming season. What uh, what got you into hunting, Darren? Or how did um, you get how'd you get so- into hunting? So as long as I can remember, my first memories uh, were around hunting, basically. My dad, my grandpa, it's just been a family tradition um, for a long time. And my dad had a TV show called Majestics Outdoors uh, when I was growing up. And he would, you know, always bring me bring me along. And I got a lot of uh, opportunities that not a lot of people did Um so I was I was very lucky, and of course, hunting's fun. Every time you go somewhere, you see a lot of deer, you see a lot of animals, and I just I just got hooked from a, a very young age, and then it continued as I got older. Um, my dad stopped doing the show, but this hunting guide outfitting business was a another tool to keep us going going. So we stuck with it, and here we are. Heck yeah, I remember. I remember as a kid too watching your dad's films. Pretty, yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah, so how, back in the, the VHS days. Yeah, I think I probably if I dug deep enough, I probably still have them all. <laughs> yeah. How uh, how did the Clear Creek hunting get started? Um, Clear Creek hunting, you know the name uh, Clear Creek. There's just a, a little creek up in Box Elder County where we do most of our hunts out of. Um, and we kind of just up there by Park Valley is where we started off and we just kind of stuck with it. And as we, you know, developed relationships, we just stuck with the Clear Creek Hunting name. But, um, just like I said before, uh, Clear Creek Hunting got started with just after my dad started or stopped doing his hunting shows, it was just something else we, we wanted to continue doing and, and helping people and, stuff like that. So Clear Creek Hunting just got born from that and we've been doing it for my dad about 15 years and I jumped on the train. This will be my 12th year help guidance. So, so it's been good. Heck yeah, man. So is your, uh, outfit up there in box elder? Is it part of the CWMU outfit? Uh, yeah. So we have, we have three, well, actually four different ranches up there, but they're all in box elder County. And so two of them are CWMU. Um, we guide out of the Dove Creek unit and then also the Dealey Ranch unit. And then we have a couple of private ranches as well. Heck yeah, man. That's cool. What's your yeah. uh what's your favorite thing about guiding? 
my favorite thing about guiding is I have a lot of passion for hunting and guiding is that extra, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys where I've been fortunate enough to harvest a lot of, of deer and elk um, and antelope. And so I still get more enjoyment um, with helping other people see, you know, see these animals for the first time and harvesting something that, you know, they, they waited a long time for. And I'm uh, hoping to do the same thing with my kids, you know, as, as they get older, but, you know, to help people make their dreams come true or finally give them a chance to get a once in a lifetime deer bowl is, is what really drives me to, to keep going on it. Same with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the relationship type deals kind of the reason why I do keep doing it too is because a lot of the, a lot of the people that I meet after I get done guiding them, we're either like best friends or we kind of, yeah, yeah, you become like brothers cause you kick it off right off the bat and then you spend five days together and you know each other's history in those five days yeah. that you know with each other. <laughs> right. And, and it's, it's good. We have a lot of repeat clients. So really like five or six clients, are, I would consider more my friend than, than a client because we've been doing it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of how we are. A lot of our guys, they, I mean, they've been with us for 20 plus years and like yeah. you say, it's like, it's like having your reunion with your brother or something you haven't seen for the whole year. Right. It's, it's, it's exactly like a reunion and they send us Christmas cards. It's more of just an extended family, if anything. So it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. What uh are the key traits in a good outfitter and what should a client look for in hiring an outfitter? Uh, with with that question, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Um, I think initially looking at it, if you are just searching on the internet for an outfitter, I think experience is a big thing. Um, you want somebody that's been doing it uh, for a long time and has a lot of experience in that. Um, and also, I I think being upfront is an outfitter. You know, not just somebody that wants wants your money because prices of hunts are going up through the roof. I think a lot of people are you know, just, just looking at the money signs instead of high character, you know, doing the right thing. And so I think getting to know an outfitter um, and seeing what they really have to offer, because you're not just going to, you know, say, yeah, if you want a 200 inch mule deer, yeah, come, come hunt with us. We can get that. Um, I think that's what makes us a little bit different too, is we'll be upfront with you. Um, we'll answer your questions. We're not going to blow smoke. Um, we're not going to jerk you around. And I think uh, just that experience and uh, really what you're looking for um, is one thing that you have to be looking for in an outfitter because if you are after a 200 inch deer, that also comes with the price tag, you know. Um, and so looking for an outfitter, you have to kind of do your homework on what you're actually looking for in an outfitter as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of guys, they just put their mind on that 180 to 200 inch, but a lot of them guys yep. that come hunting, they're like, oh, yeah, we've shot 180, 190s already, and you take them out and show them like a 160, and they shoot it before they even tell you, and you're like, what was that, yep. man? I thought you've already shot a 180, 190. What are you shooting stuff like that for? Yep, and that's the good thing, especially about deer hunting. I I, I see clients that have shot 30-plus deer in their life, but they still get butt fever and just as excited about it, so those people that are like, Oh, you know, I don't want to shoot anything last day unless it's above 180. And just like you said, a nice two foot four point, that's 165. You know, you're trying to hold them back the first day, but if they want to, if they want to blast away, let's, let's do it. 
Yeah. I mean, I tell guys all the time, I said, I've been guiding for over 20 years. And even when I have my own tag and I see a cool buck or unique buck and I go before I shoot it, I still get buck fever. I, I told him, I said, I mean, if you don't get buck fever anymore, you might as well just hang up your hunting stuff in my opinion. Right. Like, and that's the, that's the cool, cool part about it. Just like I said, um, even looking at it, if I see a, a nice four point, it still gets me just as excited or a, a 30 inch three point, you know, like those are deer, just unique deer that, you know, not everybody's going to have a chance after. Yeah, no, for sure. What's uh, you got a hunting story up your sleeve that you want to share with us? <laughs> one of your favorite hunting stories, maybe. Um, yeah, one of my favorite hunting stories is actually one of my saddest hunting stories because uh, I was, like I said, growing up, I was 15 years old. I drew a, a region K tag in Wyoming, just outside Edmonton, um, and we were up there um, filming for my dad's TV show. And we were out there with the camera equipment and it was like three feet of snow um, waiting for this buck to come out of this patch of quakies. And it was like three hours, the camera, we had to make sure the camera was right. That's what is frustrating about, you know, filming hunts. And finally the, the deer came out, it was about 300 yards away. And I remember shaking so bad because I was cold. This buck was huge. Like it was probably a legit 180 buck. And for me at 15 years old, it's like, oh my gosh, this is the best day of my life. Of course, I shoot and I miss low and it jumps up. And instead of running away, it runs right at us. So I put it to one hand and go shoot. And on my first shot, my firing didn't bust it off in my rifle. And so it's about 150 yards, still walking right toward us, and there's nothing I, I could do. I didn't know my firing didn't bust it. So I put another one in and, and just click. And then my dad's sitting there filming and he's getting upset. And so I put another one and he's like, what's going on? What's going on? And then I go to shoot again and click and the deer got about 80 yards from us. And then finally, uh, I don't know if he probably heard us because we were swearing and cussing so bad, but, and then it got out of there, but that's, that's one of the hunting stories I'll never forget. Um, and then I have a lot of good guiding hunting stories too, of course. And, uh, there was this one, we were up by uh, Park Valley, and this guy's never shot a mule deer before. And he was super excited. Um, there was a nice four point across this trough. We just had this one lone pine tree on this hill between us and them. Went down, uh, we got to about 250 yards, and I could tell he was getting excited and antsy. I said, okay, we're just gonna step to the right of this pine tree. It's the only deer over there, just take your time. And so he gets over and I have it in my binos, and he's not shooting. And I look over and he got so nervous. He, he had to, to take, take care of business right there, holding the, the pine tree branch, just leaning over. And I looked over and he's two yards away from me because it was a small pine tree. I'll just, I'll never forget that. That was the worst, the worst, funniest thing I've ever, ever done guiding, but the deer didn't know what was going on. And, you know, 15 seconds later, he, got back on the, the tripod and shot a nice four point. So it ended up working out, but that's something that I, I don't want to ever forget, but want to forget at the same time because it just wasn't, wasn't good. But when you're guiding, you see a lot of weird stuff like that. So. Yeah, no, I hear you. I had a client probably, I was probably seven, eight years ago. He's, he would always tell me when we'd go out and sit over water, he's like, every time when I get up and act like I got to take a leak, that's when they come out. I'm like, 
what in the crap is wrong with you, man? <laughs> and sure enough, we sat there for like a half hour and nothing came in. And he's like, I'm just going to stand up here, go over here by this tree and act like I'm taking a leak. And dude, there's going to be, there's got to be a buck in here. He goes over there and freaking starts taking a leak. And it was no more than two minutes. Here come these two bucks. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. So yeah, he, he ended up killing a 26 inch four point with his pants halfway down. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah. It's like I tell you, it works every time. Yeah, that's uh, part of part of the luck luck on that one, huh? Yeah, I guess so. What uh, what units do you guys specialize in? Pretty much northern Utah. Yeah, north northern Utah um, right now, and we're expanding in northern Utah. Um, but like I I think I mentioned before, we have the the Dilly Ranch CWMU that we got off of, and as well as the Dove Creek. Mm-hmm. And we have a couple of big private ranches up there, uh, but all of them are in Box Hill County. Heck yeah. West part of, of Utah along Idaho and then over to the Idaho-Nevada-Utah border. Um, and the Dilly, Dilly and the Dove Creek and with our private ranches, it's about 60, 65,000 acres altogether. So it's it's a big chunk, chunk of ground um, up there. It's just a lot of... Uh, you know, rolling sagebrush hills, a lot of cedar. Um, over at Dove Creek, it does get into uh, some quakies and, and aspens and stuff like that and pine trees. Um, all, the, all the elevations are about, they're about 65, 7,000 and then out by Dove Creek, it's about 8,500 feet. So um, it's, a, it's a good variety of, of hunting. Heck yeah. There's, I've seen yep. late. I've seen lately a lot of people kind of getting a misconception of CWMUs. You wanna say any say anything on that, or speak like on the well, CWMU? Uh, yeah, CWMUs. Uh, of course, it's it's just you know the state working through landowners um, to give the the public opportunities to access that private land is what that is. Um, and so, like the Dove Creek Ranch, it's about twenty thousand acres, um, and there's twenty tags that are distributed, and then two of those tags go to state hunters. Um, and then the Dilly Ranch, it's ten tags, and then one of those tags goes state hunter. Um, but it's just to give um, public hunters a, a chance to access that private land. And with CWMUs, it's a it's a sixty day season. And so we start those on September 12th and it goes through November 12th. Um, so you do have, you know, like a big variety of seasons to hunt through. You can hunt the early season. Um, that first week of September, some muley still have their velvet on that you can take with a rifle, which is super cool. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the state hunters hunt that last week that it's available. So that first week of November, which is super cool. And that's something that we do to give those state hunters, you know, the paying clients. So it's super cool. And we're also in the process with the state to make uh, that Dealey Ranch into a CWMU for elk. So we'll see how that goes for this upcoming year. Heck yeah. Do you guys, uh, on your CWMUs, do you guys do any like management type hunts for youth or anybody? Uh, we, we don't right now. Um, we work with the CWMU operators uh, on that in with their tags that they're allocated, they can do, um, you know, special hunts like that. Um, we do, we have done a management tag on the Gilly Ranch before. Um, and, you know, 
are looking for youth hunters for those type of hunts to get them experience with, you know, seeing a lot of deer and just having a lot of, a lot of fun, um, seeing a lot of deer and, you know, there's, there's pretty big three points and three by fours and two by fours on these ranches. So it's been a good opportunity for, for youth hunters like that. And, um, I think we, we were trying to get back into the management tags, but there was a couple of landowner changes that we've had to work through. So hopefully in the future, we can get back to some of those youth tags, youth tag only and, and management type hunts. Heck yeah. What, yeah. uh, do you guys mainly, what hunts do you specialize in just mainly deer or do you do elk on some of that private stuff? Yeah. So we do, um, mule deer and then elk, we do bull elk and cow elk, um, on those two. So our early hunts are cow elk, like we, in August and then also the late November hunts, we can hunt cow elk. Um, and then because our units aren't set up in CWMUs, they're just general packs for our elk. Um, but the past couple years full elk has been super super impressive i'm i'm excited to see to see what this upcoming year looks like for bull elk um but yeah deer and deer and elk is what we specialize in um and the, the size of those we're we're after mature bucks so we don't we don't sell it by a score we don't say hey yeah our bucks are 170 to 90 or whatever it's just a mature buck that we're looking for you know around a five-year-old buck um, and same with our bull elk, they're, they're in that four to five year old range. Um, and we really would like something in that 150 to mid 160 class. And most of the time that's not a problem. And then, you know, we still have opportunities of those 180 plus class bucks and we still, we still get those, um, type of deer on there. And then our elk, we just sell as a branch antler hunt, but the past two years, all of our clients have gotten six points that are around 300 inches so i mean it's and compared to year from year four our elk numbers are just thriving out there that's why we want to get a cwmu going for elk because uh the population's really doing good out there so there's a lot of opportunities for those bigger bulls and i think the numbers are high enough where you know they need to start being managed out there Heck yeah. Do you, uh, yeah. you have any cow hunts available for this year or you already sold out? Uh, this year we're all out. Um, we have, you know, quite a few hunts for, for cow ups. We're sold out this year. Um, but, but, you know, our, most of our stuff is available for the following year. Um, so this, this fall we're all booked up, but next year we've only booked a couple of hunts and those are repeat clients. So, uh, fill up fast though. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize cow elk hunts were a hot commodity until this last year when I, I picked up a little land that came with ten depredation tags, and I mean, I put yeah. them. I sent out a text to a few guys, and I mean, they were gone within like four hours. I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> yeah. I didn't, didn't yeah, realize they were hunt. such a hot commodity. Oh yeah, all all of our hunt or all of our calls that we get, um, you know, in the winter time and the the early spring are looking for for cow elk. So cow elk are, are definitely a hot commodity right now. Heck yeah. Do you uh do you guys have anything available for the 2023 season? Uh we do have one over CWMU tag. Um and it's for that Dove Creek uh CWMU. So we do have one left and all of our other hunts are booked up for this year. Is that for deer or elk? That's for deer. Deer? So you got yep. one archery deer for 2023. Uh, well, 
Well, it's a, it, it would be a rifle tag because it's that CWMU, so it's an illegal weapon on, oh, on that one. So any legal weapon, heck yeah. What yep. what would be the dates on that hunt? Uh that one is gonna be that uh third week of October. So it's just before the uh general season hunt. Uh, so that's kind of like top. a pre-hunt type or pre-rut type hunt. Uh yeah. Um and and it's all of our hunts are five days, so it will go into I think it goes into the the twenty-fifth of October, I wanna say is the last. But normally, all of our years that we have been over there, um, they are pre-rutting pretty good. This last year was, I think they picked it up a little bit earlier because it was it was pretty impressive to see. Um, like, we always see a ton of deer over there, but this last year, we actually counted 100 bucks in, in one day up there. And some of them were like 50 yards from the, the truck. And a lot of them, you know, are just like two and three-year-olds, but still seeing that many bucks you know, within a couple, couple hundred feet of the, of the ranger side by side is pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. What, uh, so, what airport do you have people flying to Salt Lake? Uh, yeah, if, uh, a lot of, a lot of our clients do come from like the East coast. Um, and so they fly into Salt Lake and then we can, uh, most of them just take uh rental cars and come up and meet us at the ranch, but, uh, we can also pick, pick up if needed. So, We've had a one client too flying the Ogden Hinkley Airport right there as well. So oh, there's nice. a couple different options. So uh when they get to camp, can you kind of tell us like when you wait wake up kind of how a day goes when you're out hunting, like if you go out, come back for lunch or Yep. Uh so of course in the early season in those early September hunts, it's it's long days because it gets light at you know, 6 45, 7 o'clock, and then it doesn't get dark till 8 30. Um, so it's, it could be long days on the mountain that early August and September. Um, and so, especially the, the early ones, we wake up, we have a little bite to eat um, if they want, and then we head out. And then, right, we probably hunt probably till about 11 o'clock those days. And then we do come back, we have lunch, um, we take a nap, and then we go back out for the evening hunt about three, three thirty. Um, and then of course the, the, the later season hunts, especially at Dove Creek, we're out on the mountain all day. Um, we, we bring lunches over there. We have a, a breakfast before we go out and it's about a 45 minute drive from where we're staying to Dove Creek. So there's just nothing, nothing out there. Um, and then we have lunch on the mountain and come back for dinner. So, uh, most of the time there's always a, a a nice well all the time there's a nice hot meal ready ready to roll um whether we we make that or there's a couple of uh cafes that we've like had some pretty good relationships with so they kind of kind of cater to us which has been awesome um because they they really take care of us and it's good food and so they like our business coming there and they like to take care of us and it's good food so our clients love it as well heck yeah what's the uh what's the lodging like you got a cabin or uh, we, do, we, do have, we do have a little cabin and then most of our hunts just stay in up there in Snowville. Um, so it's right there. Our ranches are, are literally every direction around Snowville right there. Mm -hmm. And so we don't even, we just drive our rangers and side-by-sides straight to the hotel. And then um, we're also working on getting a, a bigger lodge in the next couple of years on 
the ranch. Um, and we've talked with the landowner about that. And that is something that I think we're going we're gonna to have within the next two years, which is super exciting because that's what a lot of, you know, depending on what the client's looking for, sometimes that's lodging is top on their list. If they've shot, you know, a hundred deer and elk, they just want to have a nice lodge where they can sit back and shoot the breeze with other hunters and be in a nice lodge and other hunters. It's all about, all right. So that lodge does open up another niche for, for clients. Um, and I think, think it's, it's super cool because who doesn't want to be in a log cabin on a ranch on a deer hunt, you know, that, that makes a difference. It's a cool experience. Um, but right now, I mean, the, the hotel that we do stay at most of our hunters, it's pretty nice. It has, it has uh, two beds in it, bathroom. You get a lot of football because it's during the fall. And so all the football games are on and the cafes are right over there. The town's not very big. So if it's hunting season, you'll definitely know it looks like a party's going on. Heck yeah, man. That's cool. So uh, when you uh, book these hunts, about the only thing that doesn't come included in the price is the, like the license and tags, correct? Yep. That's the only thing that uh, the hunter has to pay for separately. Um, but yeah, with, with the, most of our hunts, like I said, they are that CWMU. And so we can guarantee a tag. And that's another thing that uh, people that are looking for an outfitter have to do their homework on because some outfitters don't guarantee a tag. You have to either draw out um, or buy, you know, the landowner tag. Um, but with us, yeah, you're just buying that voucher. It's a guaranteed voucher. So it's a guaranteed tag. You don't have to worry about putting in for a limited entry hunt and it's all, it's private ground. If you're out there, most of the time, uh, there's, there may be one other hunter hunting, but with our ranches, the size that they are, I mean, 20,000 acres with, with two hunters, that's still plenty of ground to cover. We never have more than two hunters at a time. So it's not like, you know, you're on this land and you can't go anywhere. Um, and most of our hunts are just one-on-one. -on -one, so you do have the whole ranch yourself, which is super unique um, compared to some other outfitters that we've talked to and, and just the, the process that they have. It's, you know, you might be in camp and there might be 10 to 15 other hunters in there with you. So it's, it's really personalized. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and like I said, we do a lot of like father and son hunts too. And so those two hunters that are on there are part of the same party, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we we try to do one-on-ones, but sometimes you get those father and sons that want to do the two-on-one type stuff, and it makes it pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's super exciting. Those are my favorite ones to, to guide on because it just brings me right back to when it was me and my dad in that situation. So those are the, those are the ones that I remember the most and I have the best relationships with, too. Heck yeah. What, uh, what can guys expect for shooting? Like how far out do they need to practice when they're shooting on the range? So most of our, most of our shots, um, depending on the ranch too, the ranch is just because the terrain is so different out at Dove Creek, it would be, you know, we want you to be able to shoot up to 300 yards, but at the Dilly ranch, most of our shots are within 200, 250 yards, which is, is perfect. Um, I know long range shooting is super popular right now, just because the, the equipment that we have now is so high tech and just awesome that a lot of people like those far range shots, which is great, but we still like to be, you know, within, within that 300 yard mark, no matter what ranch we're on. Um, 
And same with our bull elk. Uh, I think our average shot last year, we shot, we shot five bull elk and the average shot was about 120 yards. So it's, it's close up hunting, which is super cool. Um, because the biggest thing is we want to make sure that the animal gets harvested in, in the right way. We don't want to have wounded animals. So even though some people are good shots up to, you know, we have clients that say, Hey, I'm good up to 800 yards. And then, you know, sometimes if that buck fever sets in and they miss a 180 inch buck at 170 yards, you know, it's like, ah, well, let's, let's keep it under 250. You know, I don't doubt that you can hit a, a plate at 800 yards, but sometimes once you get a live deer in front of you, it, it's a little bit different shooting. So we like to keep it under 300. Yeah. I hear you on the, uh, when the guys say they can shoot out to five, 600 or whatever, you get a lot of those guys come into camp and you get them in that scenario where it's like 440 and then they wound the animal and they're like, oh man, this, this thing must've got knocked off at the airport or something. It's like, no, you shot it before you even left the yeah. ranch on the range yeah. and it was shooting just fine. So, I mean, that's like you say, that buck fever sets in. and Oh, that it's real. Like some of these people, even like I said, after they've shot in a, a dozen deer that year, like they just go on trips the whole year. They, man, buck fever, that's no no lie. I can attest to that. I've seen it plenty of times where they're the best shot in the world, but once they see those antlers in their, in their scope ring and something happens to your body, you can't explain it. So, Yeah, for sure. And then I was yep. going to ask you, do you guys have like a wound policy or draw blood and did, are guys done or do you let them keep going? Yeah, so with... Our CWMUs, a, a wounded animal is, is your animal. Um, and like I said, that's that's a part of the reason why we don't like to shoot long range. And we've never had somebody wound something that we haven't been able to retrieve. And so we just like to set with that. We don't want to shoot across the canyon 700 yards with wind crossing both directions just because there is that chance that you might hit it further back and it could go 10 miles before it even stops, you know. So, um, unfortunately, a wounded animal is a, a harvested animal um, with that. And a lot of the CWMUs go by that, that rule as well. Um, and then we, we try to do the same thing on the, on the private ranch, um, ranches that we hunt on, because we do want to manage the herds. Uh, you know, when hunter wounds three, three of our good bucks or bulls, you know, that's going to take effect on how we want to manage it too. So. That's one of the reasons why we do like to to keep our shooting ranges, you know, under that 300 yard mark because for the most part, people are pretty accurate and like I said, we haven't lost an animal yet. So, heck yeah, what's yeah. the uh, what's the best way to get in contact with you guys if someone wants to book a hunt? So the best way to get in contact with us um, is to honestly just call us we'll respond to text messages as well but um me and my dad's phone's on 24 7 um so uh the number for my dad is 801-540-4152 and then mine is 801-510-0178 um and then also we have a website at clearcreekhunts.com that you can check out and that has our email addresses as well as our phone numbers and then we're really trying to push our, our social media stuff right now too. Um, and you can message us at Instagram and that's uh, hunt clear Creek on Instagram. So you, any one of those is, is the best way to get a hold of us. Heck yeah. So if you're looking to uh, 
have an awesome time either hunting deer or elk. Uh, Darren and his dad, Mike, they've got landowner tags, so you no need to draw. And you can come to northern Utah and have a good time flying to Salt Lake, either drive up to their ranch or maybe they've got a little shuttle service they can come pick you up. So I just want to tell you, thanks for hopping on today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's good to finally get on here. Heck yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you.